Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. This is Ray in London. We've got today with us Reginald Rosario, Reggie Rosario, who's a Portuguese football expert based out of Manchester. Reggie's going to help us uh, understand a bit more about Nuno and also Jorg Mendes, the super agent. So welcome, Reggie, to the show. It's great to have you on board. Do you want to do a quick intro about yourself for our uh, viewers and subscribers? Uh, th- thank you for having me, Ray. So I'm, uh, I currently work at BBC Sport. Uh, and I've really followed Portuguese football throughout much of my life, really. So it's a pleasure to be on. Thank you very much, Reggie. That's great. So, Reggie, tell us, you know, as you know, Tottenham went through a very convoluted process of appointing a manager. We finally uh, arrived at Nuno Espirito Santo. So tell us a bit about a background about Nuno and, you know, where he came from and how he became a manager, etc. Uh, so Nuno's career is actually really fascinating because he started out as a goalkeeper himself. So he was... But, and his nickname was the substitute during the playing career because he actually, he actually didn't play much for one. Uh, so he started his career at Vittorio Guimarães, yep. uh, moved, moved on to Deportivo, Porto, and then Dinamo Moscow, and then back to Porto in his, uh, older, older age. So once that part of his career went, he decided to take up management. Uh, he went through Rio Ave. He went to Rio Ave. He helped them to the Portuguese Cup and League Cup finals in his second season. Okay. He brought them Europa League football. Uh, he then moved on to Valencia. So in 2014, he finished fourth in his first season, uh, led them to the Champions League. Uh, but his second season was pr- uh, mess inside, behind the scenes as well. Okay. So he moved on. Was he fired from Valencia? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was fired from Valencia. So once that moved on, he went on to Porto, but he only spent one season there, and he didn't really do well by their really high standards. Mm. And that's, that's where he went, ended up at Wolves, where he's had the most successful period of his career. He's brought them things they, they, that they really haven't seen in their long history, yep. I'd say. So at Wolves, he did really well. He got them promoted from the championship. Um, does he spend a lot of money when he goes to clubs, or can he work on a budget? Uh, well, I'd, I'd say he'd be able to work on a budget, but a lot of this is pretty much connected to his agent, really. Okay. So George, George Mendes is his agent, and if, you, if anyone doesn't know this story, so when Mendes first started out his career, he... He owned a nightclub, and at that nightclub, he met Nuno Espirito Santo, right. where they where they struck up a friendship. And he Mendes got him his first move. Actually, he got him the move from Vitoria Guimarães to Deportivo La Coruña. Oh, okay. So, so a lot of his career really is pretty much dependent on George Mendes. If George Mendes isn't there, he is not the guy we probably see today. Right. Okay. So, I mean, when you say George Mendes, is he like a? Um, is he an advisor to do Nuno? Does Nuno go to him for advice and, and guidance and things like that? How are they? How, what's the relationship like? Uh, so they are great friends, and Mendes is Nuno's agent. Mm-hmm. So they, it is pretty much intertwined, really. So Mendes will suggest players to him, and most of the time, he probably picks that up. It was a massive part of Wolves' yeah. success, actually, where you get players like Patri- Rui Patricio, uh, João Moutinho, uh, Ruben Neves, all these players, Diogo Jota as well. 
So all these players probably wouldn't join Wolves if Mendes wasn't there. Okay. To be well, Mendes wasn't really at Wolves, was he? He was just the manager of the manager. He was the agent of the manager, so he had a connection with Wolves. That's what you mean, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So, men, men, so the Wolves, the Wolves owner actually owns fifteen percent of Mendes's agency. Oh, I see what you mean. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So okay. basically, Mendes has suggested players to Wolves, and Wolves have taken him up on that. And with Nuno there, there's a seamless link. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand that. Yeah. So. Is Nuno? Um, where does this, uh, uh, this, uh, you know, this, this desire to own to sign majority Portuguese players? Is that because of Mendes? Why is it that Wolves have got so many Portuguese players? Because there are other players around in other countries. I'd, I'd say it's like a tried and trusted thing. Yeah. Because you can see the quality that they have, yeah. and I think that plays a massive part in why he signs a lot of Portuguese players. He wants to create that tight unit in the dressing room, people that he can trust. And that is probably a key component of why that has worked so well at Wolves. So in terms of some of, obviously, some of the great buyers he's done, like Ruben Neves, uh, Pedro Neto, you know, Jao Martino, all these guys are great players. But they, what about Yao Felix? Is a bit of 30 million did they pay for him? He hasn't really shone that much now, has he? Uh, what, it's it's not Jao Felix. It's, what's the guy who they signed, the young guy from for, for, uh, f- Fabio Silva. Fabio Silva, my apologies, not Yao Felix. Yeah. So he hasn't really shined, has he? <laughs> Uh, I, I'd say that was a man. I think that was a gamble from Wolves' part because okay. they saw his potential mm-hmm. and they decided to try and bank on that. Yeah. But in real terms, he wasn't supposed to play that much. He'd, he'd only played because Raul Jimenez, Jimenez uh, fractured his skull. Oh, I see. Remember, yeah. Yeah, against yeah. Uh, against Arsenal yeah. uh, yeah. last season. Okay. So mm-hmm. he, yeah. So now that you know Nuno is in there, let me ask you a question. How did it come? Because. You know, Tottenham went through this really big process of getting a manager, Pulley Conti, and then Gattuso, and Nagelsmann, and God knows who. How did it come that they signed Nuno? Was he one of the first choices and they didn't work out, or did they come to him to the end? Do you have any intelligence on that? I want to say Nuno wasn't the first choice Tottenham had in mind. I think you had a line of managers, like, as you said, Nagelsmann, uh, Gattuso, Fonseca. Yeah. All these, all these guys were probably ahead of him in the pecking order. Mm-hmm. And it's only really when you brought in Fabio Paratici mm-hmm. that that escalated. Mm-hmm. So I think Nuno was always a backup option in the back of his mind. Right. Yeah. Is, there, is there a relationship between Paratici and Nuno? Uh, there's no... I don't think there's a relationship to speak of, but there is a relationship between Paratici and Mendes. Oh, okay. Because... Because Paratici at Juve brought in, I wanted, I think, Joao Cancelo, yep. and as well as Ronaldo. Yep. So Paratici was the guy, was director of football at Juve when uh, Ronaldo came over. So, so that's the main link there. So the, so the main link now is Jorg Mendes, because uh, Nuno knows him and Paratici knows him. He looks like he's going to be quite an influential guy at Tottenham now then. Yeah, uh, I, th- I, think, I think you should expect a couple Mendes names in the... Transfer targets. Right. We'll come on uh, to the transfer think, targets, yeah. Yeah, I think Ged, I think Ged, this is one of those has been linked with okay. uh, Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, tell me about um, Nuno and his style of play and how do you think he's going to set up? We've heard that he likes a back three and then, you know, and he didn't, he had a back three at Wolves, very, very successful, went to a back four, didn't work out for him. So give us some I- insight into the way he likes to play. Uh, I think I think he I think he likes a very compact unit. He likes to play solid, 
defense first play based football. Oh, so he's defensive so, based, yeah. Yeah, a little. He, he's, t- he's taken bits and pieces there from Jose, actually, who was his manager at Porto yeah. back in the day. <laughs> yeah. So he would have learned a lot of him. So that, but that back three was basically the spine of Wol- Wolves' play, how they played. So Matt Doherty as well. I think he'll do really well under Nuno yep. if he goes to a back three. Yep. But Spurs definitely have the players to play a back four, so it really de- depends on the personnel at his disposal, really. So he's quite he's quite flexible in that way. Okay. And um, a lot of people say that he's like Mourinho 2.0 because he's like baby Mourinho. Is that true? Does he have a lot in common with Mourinho or not? Uh, I'd say there's bits and pieces of his management style, like his man management. He's You can have a good relationship with him, but don't treat him as your friend. Yep. yep. He's, he likes to separate that. Mm-hmm. But there's also that tight. He likes he likes a tight relationship in the dressing room. So I think you you'll see a lot more positive Spurs this season. I think well, without the without the dressing room drama. Yeah. So Reggie, which players do you think um, are going to do are going to be have to move on? Which players do you think that uh, Nuno is not going to want to work with, and he's going to try and move them on? Give us some names. Like the names I think are Dyer, Sissoko, Aurier, Sanchez, Winks. What's going to happen to these players? Do you think? I I actually think Dyer. Dyer might actually play a massive role because he he's versatile and he sp- and he speaks Portuguese. So Nuno will be able to get those yeah. uh, little <laughs> specific instructions across. Yep. Uh, I think Aurier might be out the out the door. Yeah. I think Doherty's going to uh, see a lot of. A lot more match action this yep. season. Yep. Uh, I think Sissoko will go. Winks. Winks, if you can salvage him, because I think I actually think Winks is a decent player. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got that technical ability that yep. Nuno likes in the player. Mm-hmm. So I think he might stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sanchez. Sanchez, I think, m- might get another chance just because he's he's quick. He's quick. Even he's... though, even though he has a clanger in him. Yeah, yeah. You can. Yeah, that pace will be crucial. And there's rumours that we're going to be start signing this Japanese player, Tomiyasu. Do you think Nuno would have had any input into that, or is it something that Paratici is just doing? Would Paratici sign players? Would he check with Nuno first, or does he just go ahead and do it? Uh, I think Nuno's quite hands off in terms of recruitment. Mm-hmm. He sometimes delegate. He likes delegating tasks, so transfers might be the remit of Paratici. So Paratici likes the continental style. Yep. So you have a director of football. And a head coach. So Tomiyasu is probably a signing that Paratici has in mind because he, from an Italian background, Tomiyasu plays for, I think, Bologna. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he plays for Bologna, so that would be a Paratici. So what if Paratici signs players, Nuno is just happy to bring them in and work with them, not without even looking at them? I, th- I, think, he'll, I think he'll have a say, final say, but a lot of the time I think he will ag- agree with that. Okay, so um, I think if we went back to Wolves, which players do you think that we should, uh, we could possibly get from Wolves coming to Tottenham, add value to Tottenham? Uh, I think I think Neto would have been a great signing, mm. uh, but of course he's injured now, so yep. he'll only be back second half of the season. I think someone like Neves, yep. Neves would add a lot to that. He's mm. got passing ability and he's solid, quite solid defensively. So I think he would be a good addition. Yeah. Uh, 
otherwise, there's not really a lot. Patricio's on the older yeah. side. He's going to he's Roma, off. isn't he, Patricio? And, uh, and apparently he's going after Roma to join Jose. Mm. So, yeah, I think that's out the window. What about Daniel Podence? I, I don't think Podence is of that level, okay. so okay. to say. Yeah. I think he's just too inconsistent at yeah. the moment. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, excellent. So, um, in terms of Jorg Mendes, uh, what other players on his books do you think potentially Tottenham could go out and, and sign? Because yeah, Mendes is... Is, is working with Nuno and Tottenham. What other Mendes players could we potentially get? Uh, I think I think someone like Gerdish would be attainable. So the Valencia winger. Okay. I think I think he's been linked with Spurs. I think he would add something on the flanks. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a relatively incons- he's a bit inconsistent though. That is his main drawback. Yep. Yep. But but he's got the technical ability to I think and the quickness to flourish in the Premier League. Someone mm-hmm. like that really. And if Harry Kane is moving on and not going to be at Tottenham, does Mendes have any superstar striker, you know, clients that we could potentially go after? Uh, I mean, I mean, his only superstar, I think, Ronaldo. striker is probably Ronaldo. Yeah, so we're not going to Ronaldo, so, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I think strikers are off the books yeah. as far as Mendes' clients go. Mm. So, just sort of wrapping up now, um, Reggie, what do you think is going to be... Give us your summary of what you think the season's going to be like for Nuno. How do you think he's going to do? Do you think Tottenham can get top four? What would be success? You know, just give us your thoughts on that. Well, I, th- I think success for Spurs would probably be... I think, I think a top six place. You'll, I think you'll struggle to make the top four with mm-hmm. that squad. Yep. I think you, I think you have to keep Kane mm. to have any chance. But I think Nuno will surprise a lot of people. Okay. In the, in his, in the way of management, he'll bring everyone together as opposed to Jose, where it's just a complete mess in terms mm. of, uh, the feedback between fans and the club. It's just two different directions. Yeah. Whereas Nuno will try everything in his power to unite the club, unite everything in a single direction and build from there. So I think this season will probably be a stepping stone season. So just a building block for mm. next season. Yeah. If it doesn't, if it doesn't work, of course, it probably, yeah. He won't. It last. might be a long. Yeah. yeah, it might be a long, long season. <laughs> and in terms of Nuno, is he like a um, a company man? So he'll just toe the line, whatever. Is he afraid to speak up against things like Daniel Levy if he's not happy with something? Will he say it publicly, or will he just keep it to himself? I think I think he'll keep conflicts in house. Yep. I think I think he's the type of guy that values relationships. Yep. Yep. So I yeah I think he would like to keep everything in house. If he has to force it, he'll force it. Mm. But most of the time, it will be just in house. You d- we deal with it amongst ourselves. Yep. 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 And what if player gets on the bad side of Nuno? Is he one of these guys that will just, you won't pick him and he won't even be on the bench. He'll just be ostracized. If you get on the wrong side of Nuno and upset him and stuff, people he doesn't get on with. Uh, I think he, I still, he, he, he still keeps them in, okay. in the team, of course, but yeah. like his players don't really question him. Mm-hmm. I'd say mm-hmm. he, he He's a very disciplinarian type of manager. Yeah. So he likes to keep everything in order, and team unity is the most important thing. Mm. And do you think he can win anything like a cup or like the like the league cup or the Europa Conference League? Do you think he can actually win anything next season? 
Uh, I think I think the conference league is definitely something Spurs have to go for. I think I think like Spurs fans might deride it as like, oh, it's a Mickey Mouse trophy, but it's actually it's a European trophy at the end of the day. You have to go for it. Spurs are probably one of the best teams in the competition. Yeah. So if Spurs didn't go for it, it'd probably be a I think a loss. Yeah, and you know. Pochettino previously didn't give a lot of importance to like the FA Cup or the League Cup. He used to play second teams, etc. Do you think Nuno will do that, or will Nuno try and win every, you know, be a, put a strong team out for every type of competition? Uh, I think to some extent he'll try and focus on the league. Yeah. But if but if that's a lost cause from early on, yeah, I think he'll pivot. I think he'll pivot towards the cup competitions. Okay. Because at the end of the day, silverware is important. Yep. 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 Okay, Reggie. Well, listen, that's been great. It's been really great talking to you. I really appreciate your insights. And maybe during the season, you know, you know, you can come on again and give us your thoughts about how it's going and, and what you're hearing, etc., from Portugal about Nuno, etc. Would that be okay? Yeah, that definitely. Okay. I'm happy to be, happy to be, be back. Thanks very much, Reggie. Thanks for your time. And uh, this is Ray. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe the video. Give us your comments for Reggie. And uh, hopefully he'll be back in the future to answer more questions and give you more insight. Thanks, Reggie. Thank you. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.